Disclaimer, this podcast contains strong language, mentions of violence, and spoilers for some TV shows. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome back to episode two of Under New Suns, the show that speculates on what our world could look like from an Afrofuturistic perspective. I'm Danica J, your host for this endless monologue that I hope you will find at least a few moments of enjoyment. We're back this week with a jam-packed episode. We're talking Foundation, which just finished its first season on Apple TV, how these future worlds we imagine never include Black people, and what it means when the algorithms themselves are biased. Before we get into the topics for today, I want to start with a little intrusive thoughts minute. I think I'm going to make this a thing, as it's always good to kind of break the fourth wall a little bit and realize, you know what? I'm sitting in a dark room, speaking slowly and softly into a microphone to myself, and I think it sounds really good. The second thing I want to mention as part of this uh, intrusive minute is how the podcast algorithms are already categorizing me in ways that I'm not super fond of. Ever since I started podcasting, which was literally two weeks ago, all of my social media algorithms have been directing me towards relationship podcasts started by men. I think I made a mistake asking about partnership in my very first episode. See, I was asking in like a nuanced way, not in like a I'm going to get on my podcast and yell in a Hotepian kind of way. So that's um, super unfortunate for me. So please email me stat if you know how to get me off that side of the internet. I don't like it there. I'm scared and I need somebody to come pick me up. You all can reach me at contact at undernewsonspodcast.com or at our brand new website, undernewsonspodcast.com. And so, yes, that was a little bit of a a flex. We have a website now. Uh, It's still very much under construction, but I'm hoping to get some goodies up there for you all soon. And the last thing I will note as part of this uh, intrusive thoughts minute that we are getting our show kicked off with today is, and before I say this, this is not another Euphoria podcast, but I am watching the show like everyone else. And the thing I can't stop thinking about is how growing up in the 2000s, those drug-free commercials were really acting like marijuana was the gateway drug to hell. Meanwhile, opioids were freely available. It's like they had a million locks on the townhouse with the bike in the driveway, but the McMansion with the pool and the Maybach had the front door wide open the whole time. And they had us really worried about the safety of those people in the townhouse. Anyway, let's get the show started. Today, we're talking about the numerous sci-fi and fantasy TV shows that have come out recently, particularly Foundation, since I just finished up season one of that not too long ago. I feel like this show kind of flew under the radar because I've been asking everyone I know who's into this sort of stuff, and they're, they're all like, what's that? You know, so at this point, I finished season one of Foundation, and again, this is a spoiler alert. Spoiler alert! So I've done my civic duty. Um, if you are still listening at this point, that's on you. Anyway, so season one of Foundation. Um, And so I heard about Foundation because obviously I know who Isaac Asimov is, but I'd never really been like a huge fan of his work. And also I am 29 years old and quite frankly, a lot of his work predates me. I am showing my age here, yes. But anyway, I was intrigued by the show because basically um, I saw a bunch of meltdowns by like white guys on Reddit and elsewhere on the internet about the inclusion of black or PRC characters Um, When I think we all know damn well uh, that Isaac Asimov uh, did not write any non-white characters into his series, 
when it began as a series of short stories in 1942. So just a level set here, 1942 was two years after my um, 81-year-old grandmother, who I love dearly, was born. It was also smack dab in the middle of World War II. So anyway, the story foundation, and from this point on out, I mean the TV series, as I obviously have not read the books, is basically this. There's a few intersecting storylines, one with a guy named Harry, who is a genius math philosopher guy. And so the people in this time period don't really seem too well-versed in math and science, so they feel like whatever he's doing is like the devil's work or something. Um, Then we have Gail, who is a young woman from a planet that literally fears math and science, to the point where they killed off all their people who had the audacity to open a book. And then lastly, we have the Empire storyline. So the Empire is actually three people, and they are clones of each other. And this is because way back when, the original Empire, Cleon I, decided that in order to bring stability to the galaxies, they had to make sure that there was no like drama around transition of leadership. So he was like, let me just clone myself over and over again, because that makes sense. If it's always me, then there will be no fighting with me. So I I mean, I guess that was his thought process or whatever, right? So anyway, Harry using his special math skills, very special uh, in this TV show, makes predictions. And he determines that the empire will fall in however many thousands of years. And so me as a viewer, duh, all empires fall. That's how that works. America, are you listening? But anyway, in the show, this is so shocking and so threatening to the Cleons that they have Harry arrested along with Gail, who, for plot reasons, becomes involved in this. They they, I was going to say excel, they expel Harry, his followers, and Gail to a planet called Terminus. On this planet, Harry, who has become, who has, because he's like this guy who sees everything uh, coming from like 100 miles away, is working on a plan with his followers called the Foundation, which is by the end of season one, by the end of season one anyway, is supposed to be the one way to save the galaxy after the Empire falls. Anyway, that's the whole gist. If you want more details, you can watch it on Apple Plus TV. Also, as a quick side note, as I like just said that, I was like, is it Apple Plus TV? Is it Apple TV? I mean, I I guess it really doesn't matter. But the reason we're talking about this today is because I think, especially when you consider the backdrop of when these stories were originally written, it makes for an interesting thought piece for me anyway as an African-American woman coming to you from 2022. As I mentioned earlier, anytime I see white fanboys melting down about some racialized casting choices for movies, TV, whatever, I gotta lean in and see what it's about. I gotta do my civic duty. Um, So right off the bat, I will say that I was genuinely surprised to see not one, not two, but three blackish main characters. We have Gail Raish, who is actually Dean from Harry Potter. I'm happy to see him working after How to Get Away with Murder because his story arc there was honestly not the best. And then the warden. And before y'all end up in my DMs, let me be clear about something um, that you should know about me. Um, As a black woman, I am well aware of the erasure of dark-skinned black people, women in particular, and the inappropriate substitution of biracial women who are, for the purposes of this conversation, black and something else, uh, for black women in both actual historical narratives and in fiction. I do not want to contribute to erasure, so that's why I'm being hyper-specific here, and that's why I'm calling them blackish, because Gail and Raish, as actors, are both biracial. I'm not so sure about the actor that plays the warden, um, as I'm not familiar with them or their work. Either way, in the story, none of the races seem to be relevant at all, to the plot line, although I did peep that they put all the blackish people on the planet that worships religion and kills all the smart people. 
I can't decide if I want to like get Twitter fingers about that. Probably not. I don't think it's that big of a deal, but just an observation. Um, And as someone who originates from the South, I honestly feel like there could be an angle and some commentary there, especially if you want to talk about decolonizing Christianity. But I don't even have to look up like who the showrunners are. I know that was not the point being made here. Uh, So we can move on. Um, But for now, um, we're going to go back to this effectively colorblind narrative. Um, It's not surprising that it is this way, but, you know, I do have a lot of follow up questions. For one, what is capitalism based on if race isn't a tool being used to uphold it? There's a lot that we don't see about this well, but I'm but I guess what I'm asking is like, how do we get to the point where society is truly multicultural, but y'all are still practicing capitalism? Well, I guess at this point it's like space capitalism. I'm asking because we know that capitalism requires social classification and division, uh, which is part of the reason people don't rise up and end it, right? Or maybe it's because there's so many planets, it became like a planet by planet thing. I'm not sure, but you know, just another thought I had about this whole thing. Um, But I also wanna go back to a couple of other things about the whole story foundation that uh, interests me. There's the cloning aspect. So as I mentioned earlier, the major villain or villains in this case is the empire. The empire is comprised of three clones named Cleon. The story doesn't really give uh, the show, I mean, doesn't really give a whole lot of time to the backstory, or maybe I just missed it. But at some point, not sure when, the original Cleon decided that in order to, invo- to avoid the turmoil that comes with regime changes, as I mentioned, and also most importantly, to never lose the seat of power, he set up an elaborate system to clone himself so that all future rulers would be just like him and rule just like him. By the end of the season, you find out though, and I don't have time to do this because I already told y'all what time it was, you find out that the youngest Cleon has some genetic mutations that make him different than the other Cleon. So he's like colorblind and he's left-handed and I think there's like some other things as well. So anyway, this Cleon being different is a huge problem and a huge threat to the stability of the empire. I don't know, I actually don't know that I wanna spoil this whole part for you because I feel like it's one of the best story arcs in the season. So I do think you should actually watch this for yourself. But I will say that I have a couple of questions here. So the first one, and I say this again as a Southerner and as someone who watched that one X-Files episode with the inbred blue people, um, did the Cleons not know that this could happen? It makes me laugh because it's kind of like they had all that foresight and like still don't understand like the genetic consequences of like incest or like incest like things. Um, So that's that's funny to me. Um, But back to my point on late stage space capitalism slash the monarchy situation and how this even happened. So again, in order for capitalism to work, people have to be forced into it um, initially, but they also sort of have to buy into it, right? Like they have to believe in it at some point. Um, So there's a lot of unanswered questions for me. And honestly, some of this could just be plot holes. Like I could be doing entirely too much here trying to like deconstruct this. And it really could be just like a situation where like, the writer's room, the people in the writer's room were just like, mm, we don't have an answer for that. So let's just, let's just keep it moving. Sometimes, sometimes it's like that, I think. Um, one thing I wonder, and I'm thinking about like the episode when um, the baby Cleon, <laughs> and that's, that's not his name, but um, it's like dawn, dust, day. Um, when the baby Cleon goes like out into like, the main empire city 
and like people don't know what he looks like. And so, you know, my question is, do the people of the universe not know what their ruler looks like? Um, this is a super advanced future universe. So I know they got Google. I mean, or maybe they don't. I don't I don't know. But, um, you know, Gail was solving holographic math problems on a futuristic Rubik's Cube. So I am struggling to understand how she and the rest of the people don't know what the empire looks like. Um, so that that's funny to me. Anyway, Foundation is definitely a slow burn type of TV show. So maybe they will reveal all of that in season two. Season two recently just got confirmed, but I don't think we have an exact date yet. So I'm guessing we will hear more about that in late 2022. But I'm excited for it and I'm glad I decided to check it out, even though I admit my heart wasn't honest about it when I started the show, but I really enjoyed it. So, you know, lastly, by the end of the season, and this is like the major spoiler. Um, I don't know why I keep giving y'all spoilers because I already told you like what time it was. But um, by the end of the season, uh, baby Cleon is killed by his like robot mother, Dermerzel, and Gail and the Warden, who I'm realizing that I did not talk about at all in terms of plot. Because, I mean, honestly, in my opinion, her plot was the least interesting. Um, but shout out to her for doing what she could with what she got. But uh, anyway, Gail and Warden are mother and daughter. Um, that honestly isn't explained super well. So I'm going to skip over that. Um, but point being, there are a lot of unfinished plot lines for the show. So I'm interested to see what the writers do with that. I always get worried as a writer myself with like big ideas and a work ethic that quite frankly does not always match that. I always worry that these people will write themselves into a corner and then I'll have to finish the series myself on fanfic.net, which now that I'm saying that is kind of like a core childhood memory for me. And like, does it still exist? I think it does because um, it was mentioned on Euphoria, which again, this is not a Euphoria podcast, but I'm just saying. Um, so I think it does exist. Anyway, before I finish up the show today, I wanted to go back to the algorithms of bias point. My main point was actually not going to be about Toxic Man podcast, but that was just kind of top of mind because I feel like I don't, I mean, maybe it is just an algorithm, but I feel like for me, it's everywhere. Um, but I was actually going to talk about a couple of, uh, not a couple, one of my recent reads. Um, if you haven't heard about it, um, I think you should get it immediately. Um, it is called Algorithms of Oppression by Safia Noble, uh, which is about search engines and racism. And I heard about this book because of Timret Gebru, the, the black AI scientist who was fired from Google, who, by the way, by all accounts, seems to be thriving at her own firm, which we love to see. But I think it's super important that we all take a closer look at the technology that we're using because for the longest time, right, technology was considered neutral. And it isn't. It's as neutral as the people who created it. A real, like really real intrusive thought that I have, and you might be wondering like, how many times is she gonna say intrusive thought? Um, I'm gonna say it as many times as I want. It's my podcast, but um, for real, I do at this point see Teslas on the street and I wonder if they can see me. Like, would they stop for me or would they run me over because they can't see my black skin? And I'm not gonna lie, I still want one anyway. Um, what does that say about me? The same thing it says about you, listener, that personal choice is not going to end inequalities or inequities because when it comes down to it, 
I'm going to get on this podcast and talk about dark technologies. And then I'm going to show up at the Tesla Tesla dealer and be like, I still want this car. Can you make sure it knows who I am specifically? And that's going to be good enough for most people. And on that note, happy Black History Month. This year's theme is health and wellness. So please take care of yourselves, uh, which I know is really, really hard during these times. But please try just like a little bit. Thank you again for joining me for episode two of Under New Suns. I'll see you next time.